Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Advice My Friends Ignored podcast. Today, I'm joined with Abby Mankey, a confidence, business, and quantum expansion coach. Abby is truly such a radiant light in this world, and she is transforming the lives of her clients and so many others through helping individuals access their full potential and their full power to ultimately help them foster a new perception of life and therefore operate from a new and evolved consciousness. In this episode, we will dive into how to close the gap between who you are now and who you want to be. We explore how to let go of the idea of who you need to be based on the expectations of others so that you can be who you truly desire to be. Abby shares her background information on her own journey and how she got to where she is today and how she had to face many of her own fears and limiting beliefs in order to step into her current desired reality. We dive into how many of our own limiting beliefs, which ultimately aren't even ours, hold us back from stepping into our full power and full potential, and how we can learn to let go of some of those beliefs while trusting that the universe is always guiding us and always supporting us along the way. I absolutely loved recording this episode with Abby. She shares so much insightful wisdom with us, and I hope you all love this episode as much as I did. I encourage you all to go check out Abby's website and socials, which I will have linked in the show notes, of course. And if you are feeling stuck in any area of your life, I encourage you to work with her because she truly is so gifted at what she does and can really help you change your perception of life to see how much is actually available to you at all times. So be sure to check out her website and socials in the show notes. And lastly, if you care, please share. Please share, like, rate, or subscribe to this podcast so we can continue growing this amazing community and continue learning and evolving together. So with that being said, let's dive on into this amazing episode and start learning and growing together. So thank you so much, Abby, for being here with me today. I'm so excited to have yes. you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. I know. So for those who don't know, Abby is a confidence and quantum manifestation coach, and I've met her through TikTok, and I just absolutely love all of the content that she puts out. Literally every time I see you pop up on my For You page or like my following page, I just start smiling because you always have such like this radiant glow. and It's so refreshing. I just love it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's such a kind compliment. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I just wanted to like talk about everything that you do today because I think everything that you do is amazing. And I know so many people are unfamiliar with quantum manifestation and just like quantum leaping and all of that stuff. I actually told my mom that I was recording this podcast today with you and she was like, oh, like what's it on? And I told her and she just was like right over her head. Like she had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm like, you can just listen to the podcast after we recorded. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So I just first off, I want I would love for you to kind of explain what it is that you do. I, I mean, I know what you do, but for those who are completely new to the topic, it'd be awesome if you could just like give a brief explanation almost of what you do. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Like you said, I am a confidence quantum manifestation coach. I'm also kind of a business coach as well because I tend to take on clients that are more 
So like entrepreneurial and have their own businesses or maybe are creating content and growing their brand online. So that's sort of like the type of people that I tend to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I work with people one-on-one. I also now have like a group program, but primarily the basis is just tapping back into and unlocking their full potential. Because I think like my entire thing with diving into and just falling down this rabbit hole of a quantum manifestation and just start sort of understanding how our reality is created and how we can use that information to better create our reality, right? How powerful our mind is, how powerful our beliefs are. That in itself, I think is so awakening to people when they start to see like, okay, once we learn the perspective of our mind and how powerful our mind is like even just the filter that's in our brain like our reticular activating system like there's so much we could get into right I think just people learning those different perspectives and then tying in sort of like the science and what we now know like in the community of quantum mechanics and quantum physics and what people are sort of discovering like even talking about the three individuals who won the Nobel Prize last year like those like quantum entanglement discoveries and then also like it was a hot topic on TikTok and other places, right? Where we learned and discovered that our universe is not locally real and like what that means. And so I don't know, I've been super fascinated by it in general. And so I've definitely like fallen down that rabbit hole. Um, But primarily, I feel like people come to me and want to work with me because I can help show them how to reaccess their power. And this is obviously in combination with a lot of that mindset work. So diving into our subconscious mind, uprooting what that belief system even is that you're carrying, where you could potentially be holding yourself back, you know, diving into honestly, even like past trauma, like childhood trauma, like things that we carry with us for years that we don't realize are sort of like suppressing who we really are and who we could possibly be. Um, And so sort of transmuting all of that, shifting our identity, our sense of self, our self-concept. Um, and ultimately, like really, once you do all of that work, you're essentially stepping into a new reality, right? Because you're now operating from a different consciousness mm-hmm. in some way, right? So a brief <laughs> overview, <laughs> um, try to keep it short, but that's kind of what I do. I love everything that you do and everything that you just shared. It's nothing that we're taught about growing up. So it's so easy to fall down that rabbit hole once you start learning about it because you're just awakening all of these new parts of yourself that have been like so deeply suppressed because of society and the things that we learn. And so once you start going down that rabbit hole, it's a slippery slope and you're just absorbing all of this new information and you're essentially, you know, just transcending to be more in alignment with your true self and your most confident self and, you know, really just stepping into that timeline that you want to be in. And I guess one thing that I'd love to learn more about is like what actually got you started in quantum manifestation? What was the catalyst for you in your life? Because I feel like any of us who have these like spiritual awakenings or just these healing journeys that we embark on, we all have this like one moment or this one experience that kind Mm -hmm. of is the catalyst for us to start that. So I'm curious, like what's your background and what really got you into what you do today? Yeah. So kind of funny because I feel like (laughs) people tend to have this like amazing story, like this one thing that happened to them. And this is going to sound really weird, but 
I have had this, like, even when I think back to being a child and being in childhood, I have had this longing or sort of like wondrous mind or part of me that is always just questioned, like, why are we here? What is this? Like, what are we supposed to do? And why do we do the things that we do? And and I think that's a, a main reason why I was like so interested in like psychology and like I took like a sociology class in high school and stuff like that at a really young age. But <laughs> right. But but I think even just going back to my childhood, it was just something that I don't know if it was based on like what I experienced and like childhood trauma and all of that. But there was this big part of me that was was like, what's the point? And I know that sounds a little bit dark, but it's it's kind of something that we all come across in our life of like, what's the point? Like if we do all of this just to, at the end of the day, like when we're 80 something years old, like move on to our next life or whatever it is that you believe in, like, what are we doing here? And what is the point? And um, I think that's sort of like what started it. But I would say like, just in terms of my spiritual awakening, I, when I was, I think like 20 years old, I read the book, um, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle and that book. And there was obviously a combination of things that were happening in my life and unfolding for me to like find myself in that book. But for anyone who has not read that book, that book will move you into a spiritual awakening or some sort of awakening, it will change your life like immediately. And I started to see like all the stories I tell myself. And obviously one thing led to another. I find the work of Joe Dispenza and all of these other people. I get insanely fascinated by not only just his work, but also other people like true quantum physicists and what they're discovering in our reality and looking to like even diving into like the double slit experiment there's so much that I could talk about but I feel like it truly does come back to even just being a child and living with this like question of what's the point like why are we here like what is this and how do we create it and is my am I seeing the same thing you're seeing and why am I having this whole other experience like just so interesting because once you start to play with those concepts and ideas of perception and you actually speak about this a lot on your on your socials as well yeah is our perception is so powerful because the way in which we view something changes the way that thing sort of behaves right it changes what gets reflected back to us so as soon as you sort of play with those things and start to change your perception on things you start to see, whoa, okay, there's actually so much more available to me that I didn't know was possible, but I've been living in this like programmed reality for so long. Um, and I realized I totally just veered away from the question. No, but no, I love it. I know the best. <laughs> That's the best answer I feel like I can give you because there's obviously so many different things. But I mean, even just going into my human design, like I have like a few friends who are, who are into human design and like we will joke about it sometimes because I'm a profile one four, which is investigator opportunist. Yeah, I'm, I'm and a it's four just one. So funny. <laughs> Oh, I oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I'm a 4-1 manifester, so I love diving into things and I love connecting with people, so it's really funny. <laughs> that's just I feel like 4-1s oh or 1-4s are pretty rare, so it's really interesting. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. So this actually makes a lot of sense, even with you in general too, like that investigative, like wanting to get to the bottom of things, like having that desire to know, because there are definitely people out there who it's like, I'm sure that question or that thought crosses their mind, but they're like, oh, I don't care. I don't need to know. (laughs) Right. And they just continue to live their life. But it's like, I can't sleep. I can't eat. Like I have to keep like understanding and learning this. So yeah, long story short, (laughs) that's kind of my like story there, I guess. Yeah, no, I love it. And I totally relate to everything you just said too, because I've, I can't say that when I was younger, I was questioning what is life like you were, but I am very introspective. I'm always questioning things. And I'm like, what is the, what is the point of all this? That happened more as I got older and I just started to take more of an interest in my self-awareness. I think that was a big catalyst for me. And like you said, Eckhart Tolle, the new, a new earth was the, one of the catalysts for you. And the power of now by Eckhart Tolle was my catalyst. Like that's what just completely made my life do a 180. And that was in like 2020 or 2019 or something that I read that. And ever since I've just been going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but it is, it's it's amazing to really see how much happens when you start to take an interest in all of these topics, because there is so much to learn and it's so life-changing. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. I think if I kept staying on the same path that I was on, I'd be so miserable. But I feel like ever since I started taking an interest in manifestation and spirituality and just like growth as a Mm -hmm. whole, it's just really helped me be more confident, you know, like everything that you do. But I, one thing I'd love to learn more about in terms of what you do is you talk a lot about, you know, subconscious beliefs and you talk about a lot about scripting on your TikTok page as well and like mm-hmm. rewiring your subconscious mind. And I'd love to hear about kind of where someone should begin if they're starting to rewire their subconscious mind. Like where did you kind of start and what do you suggest for scripting? If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I get what you're asking. No worries. <laughs> I I think if you're completely starting on this journey and you're not really familiar with like those concepts of like changing who you are and stepping into this new self or this new version of you, I think a great way to begin, especially in like scripting, is just thinking about who you desire to be, like regardless of what everyone expects you to be, right? Like a lot of us, I think it's very common, like our generation, like I know you're like late 20s, I'm late 20s. I think just the way we grew up, it was it was portrayed to us that it was okay to build this like perfectly projected self that you show the world who isn't really you. And so people may see you and see that version of you and see, oh, she's so happy. Look at her doing all these things, accomplishing all these goals while behind closed doors, you're living sort of like what I like to call the shadow life, right? And you're this entirely other person that has been suppressed, right? And then you feel that deep sadness or depression, or even that's sometimes where like social anxiety or just general anxiety will come from too from not being your authentic self and being afraid, like it's not safe to open up to the world, just that whole thing. Right. And so I think a big piece to rewiring and changing sort of your identity or sense of self and rewiring your subconscious is to sit with yourself and really ask yourself like in a selfish way, who do I desire to be? If there was nobody in my life that played some sort of 
role in expecting who I need to be. If I had no responsibilities, if I could just wake up tomorrow and be who I truly desire to be, who is that? And sort of write almost like I tell like my clients or even just like friends or people like who are part of my community online to just sit there and really like script it out, live, like describe your life in as vivid detail as possible. Um, what that would be like, like walking through even a day in your life. Sometimes that's helpful as well. Like what you would be doing, how you would be feeling, how you would be behaving, who would you be interacting with? Like just asking yourself those questions. How would you be carrying yourself? Like all of these things. And then from there, you can start to see, okay, yes, maybe there are things in that version of me's life that currently I can't just like step into tomorrow. But how can I start to close the gap? Where am I currently? What fears do I have currently? What beliefs do I have currently that's telling me it's not safe to step into this version of me? And that's when we start to get into our belief systems and some of our like irrational beliefs that we have um, that we carry with us for years. Because even if we were just to like dive into like our belief system, our beliefs really aren't even ours, right? They're, we're born into this world and we're just absorbing, right? We're taking in information and um, just like conversations that we're overhearing from people, even as a, like a baby, like a very, very young child to adapt and to survive. And so over time, you know, we go 20, 30 years down the road and we may be operating from a belief system that isn't even ours, like isn't even what we want to believe in. So I think that's like a really great place to start is to start questioning where those beliefs are currently and where they would be going back to that best version of you that you truly desire to step into. Yeah. Wow. There's so many things that I loved that you just said. The first thing that you said was talking about expectations and how a lot of times mm -hmm. we just go throughout life embodying who we think others expect us to be. And this mm -hmm. is like something that I struggled with for a long time, like even starting going on my own healing journey before like the person who I used to be years ago was a booze bag, like a major pothead. And I have no problem with like drinking or smoking or anything like that. But I was like a partier and I was chaotic, like everything that I used to do as just a young or, you know, a young adult, essentially in my early 20s. And when I started my healing journey, I felt such a resistance into stepping into this role because I'm like, people aren't going to expect this from me. You know, people have been had this perception of me for so long. I'm really scared of how people are going to perceive me. And so that kept me in my comfort zone. That's what kept mm -hmm. me exactly where I was. And it didn't serve me. It took me a really long time to like step out of that fear. I was like, all right, I, I did a lot of self-reflection, right? I was like, I don't like where I'm at right now and what's holding me back is this belief that people are going to judge me or reject me or not accept me if I step into this new role. And really the only way I could ever tackle that fear or find out was to step into the unknown and to start to step into this new 
you know, reality and this new version of myself. And to my surprise, it's turned out pretty fucking well, <laughs> which is like awesome. <laughs> and like sa- same for everyone, though. It's just like you're not going to grow if you stay where you are, or if you keep engaging in the same thoughts and the same habits and the same beliefs. You've got to close that gap by stepping into the unknown and trying new things and exploring all these parts of your past that have made up who you are that might no longer serve you. And the other thing that you talked about was just beliefs <laughs> and I feel like we all struggle with this with this in so many ways for me personally I my money mindset has been so messed up for so many years I think because of the boomer generation like my parents are boomers yours probably are too but I feel like so many of them I might be projecting here like my own thought process about this but I feel like a lot of them were just operating in survival mode for so long, especially in terms of money. Like I know my dad was working from the age of 11 years old because his dad got laid off and he just was hustling and trying to provide for the rest of his family. And this just created a lot of issues and stress around money. And my parents are well off, like they do really well for themselves now, but all of their beliefs about money and like society in general a lot of beliefs are like go to school go to college get a good corporate job with good benefits put your money into a 401k work really hard and retire and and then do what you want and like that was my mindset for such a long time and because of all of these beliefs I thought money was really hard to obtain I thought money was so hard to get into my life because I thought I had to work really hard. So then I was in this vicious cycle of working really hard and burning out, but never making enough money. And I just kept going around and around and around (laughs) until I started really questioning me like, all right, money's just energy, right? So I just need to change the way at one that I'm thinking about it and two, how I'm feeling about it. And I don't know if you do this, but one thing that's really helped me is EFT tapping for this, mm-hmm. like emotional freedom t- like tapping. It's just that's been a game changer for me and also just self-reflection and hypnosis and meditation because all of those beliefs, like you said, can stem from such a young age because our brains are so malleable and they're like a sponge. They're just absorbing all of this information all the time, even if it doesn't serve us. And then We just go throughout life thinking these things. So it's just wild to think how much all of these beliefs that we hold impact how we operate for our whole lives. And some people never wake up to these things and they just go their whole life thinking it's all the truth, right? Yeah. It's so interesting too, even what you were saying about staying stuck for a while, how we get stuck in this pattern that just keeps repeating, right? We're stuck in this belief. We want out, right? And then we continue to fall into circumstances and almost from an unconscious perspective, sabotage ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? In like behaviorally to, then we use that, that circumstance as well that we've created for ourselves to then reaffirm our same belief that money is limited and money's Mm -hmm. hard to obtain, money's hard to hold on to, right? So we stay in that vicious cycle. But even just when you step into that awareness, like even just everything you were talking about, the meditation, the hypnosis, like the EFT tapping, everything that you're doing, all of that is creating this deeper awareness within you. Because what happens when you start to create that conscious awareness, 
where you start to see your patterns and you start to recognize when you start to fall back into them, there's this beautiful thing that happens is that you don't have to be fully healed. Like you don't have to heal your relationship with money or relationship with love or whatever that is for you that you keep falling in this toxic cycle. in. truly just by creating that awareness and having that recognition, you found a liberation. So now you're not going to see the problem or the situation in the same light. Mm -hmm. And even though it takes time to break those patterns, over time, we're going to start to step away and into something new. So yeah, no, I think that was so interesting, everything you just shared. Yeah, and vice versa. It's just so, it's almost like disheartening to me to think how many people are just living these these stories and these narratives and just fostering them so deeply, but not fully being aware of that they're fostering them, right? Like it took me a long time to be like, all right, what do, what beliefs am I holding about myself? And, you know, how can I move forward? It took me a long time to have that courage to even look in the mirror to be like, what's going on inside of me and in my mind? Because it, it's scary. And I think that's where a lot of people have a hard time with mm -hmm. just because it, it is, it's a hard thing to grasp to be like, all right, I'm the common denominator here. It's not the external world around me. It's really my internal world. That's the problem. I need to change how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and what my perception is of the external world because the external world's pretty objective. Like everything's just energy. And so like you, you have to just learn to change how you're thinking and how you're feeling on the inside through everything that you're talking about, through all of these deep, deep healing techniques that are going to help you just rewire everything that's going on, right? Yeah. it's And it's also such a beautiful thing. Like the most amazing thing that happens when you start to do this work is once you start to get even just a taste of what life is like in a different cycle. Maybe it's a little better. Maybe it's not like where you want to be, but just stepping a little bit outside of that, that toxic cycle that you're stuck in, that same story, you've stepped out just a little bit. You're, it's almost like you've been looking at the world through binoculars and you couldn't really see anything. You're so zoomed down on your one reality, your one story that starts to widen. You start to see that there is a lot more potential. There are so many more possibilities for you to step into and, I don't know, basically achieve or, or grow into. So yeah, it's just, it's so beautiful, but yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to dive into your shadows and see what really lies beneath because a lot of it is you revisiting those past memories that, you know, were emotional and hurtful and we don't want to refeel that but sometimes you have to in order to heal right yeah like you have to face it and feel it in order to heal it right and i think what, i love what you said too it's just we have these binoculars on we have like tunnel vision essentially we think that mm -hmm. what we see is it and that's the truth like that's the objective truth that's all there is but in reality, we need to take off those blinders on the side that allow us to see the full scope of things and to see that there's multiple timelines and these multiple different realities. Once you surrender and start trusting in that higher power and that there is, you know, multiple realities and just have more trust and surrender to the fact that there is more to life than what, what the eye sees, essentially, 
it speeds up everything. And I think you talk about this too in some of your videos, like how trust and surrender are key for when you're trying to manifest and when you're trying to quantum jump into a new timeline. So I'd love if you could kind of just talk about about your thought processes on that too. Yeah. So surrender, a hot topic, (laughs) a topic that everybody struggles with. I mean, including myself, it's so hard to not be super attached to what it is that you desire, right? When we want to change our life or we're trying to manifest this like job opportunity or whatever it is for that person, we hold on to it so tightly, almost from a place of fear that it won't happen, right? But that in itself, right? When we talk about like even just the law of attraction basics, right? You attract what you're being. So if you're operating from a place of fear, you're ultimately just pushing that thing away. Um, But surrender is truly like a superpower. And I guess the best way for me to explain just surrendering or what that would look like is just almost putting your trust in something greater, handing over, almost like imagining that you're holding, like if you were to close your eyes and think about all of your, you know, issues or problems currently with your financial situation, for example, because I think a lot of us are really still, we still struggle. I mean, I'm still growing with my financial mindset and like transcending those limited beliefs around money. We all are. Um, And so if you were to just close your eyes, really think about your problems with money and just the bills that you have to pay and how am I going to make this work and how am I going to afford this? If you were to say, okay, like I I don't want the burden of this problem anymore and I don't have to hold on to it. I have a choice right now. I can hand it over, whatever that looks like to you, handing it over to God, source, the divine, the universe, your higher self, whatever it is that you believe in handing it over and saying, okay, like I surrender, open me, right? I'm open. I'm ready for whatever's ready to open, to open whatever's ready to leave me, to leave me. And I'm going to devote myself to stepping into my highest good. And even thinking about surrender and what your body feels like, right? So if you're talking about those things that you desire so deeply and you're all tensed up and contracted inward and your body is like hunched over and you feel that fear, you can, your body is like, right? The body keeps the score, right? Your body can tell how you're feeling emotionally. And so almost just putting yourself in an energy, like if we're afraid to have money because money means that. I don't know. I feel like I have this whole theory that, you know, we're programmed in society based on like TV shows and movies where people who have a lot of money are portrayed as horrible people. Mm -hmm. But in all reality, there are so many people out in the world who are wealthy and very, very kind Mm -hmm. and do a lot of like life changing work for humanity. And regardless, my whole point is If we have this fear, for example, around becoming wealthy and what people will think of us and if that'll make us look bad or we're going to lose people or whatever that fear is and our body is tensed up, maybe we want to go somewhere that makes us feel like like maybe you want to go to the Ritz or maybe you want to go to the Four Seasons and you want to step in there. And even though you feel fearful and your body starts to contract, just take that deep breath like 
and feel where you are in your body, relaxing your shoulders, opening up your heart, relaxing your belly, breathing into it and starting to almost retrain your body that it's safe, that it's okay. So obviously there's so many other like pieces that I could hit on there in terms of surrender, but really that's just it. Kind of what you were hitting on as well, just sort of surrendering over to stepping into that version of you saying, you know what, I'm going to feel the fear and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm not going to be afraid of the consequences or the results of this, I don't know, growth phase in my life. Yeah, I love what you said. It's feeling that fear, but doing it anyway. And I think that's huge because if you think about it, there is no one out there that is completely fearless. Like we all have fears. No one's fearless. And in order to get where you want to be in life, you have to face those fears. In order for the people that you admire or look up to in life, they had to face their fears. They had to overcome this idea of needing to be perfect or being scared of being judged or whatever it may be. It's just, it's like, we're all scared about something at some point in our lives, no matter what the topic is. For me personally too, I have always wanted to travel the world. I've I've traveled a lot, but I've wanted to make it my lifestyle. And for the longest time, I kept telling myself this campaign of misery, as Mel Robbins talks about. I don't know if you know her, but I kept telling myself this sob story of like, well, I don't have enough money. You know, I don't have time. My job doesn't allow for that. And I just came up with every single excuse. And mm. I got really tired of that because I, I'm a Sagittarius rising. I'm a, I have a Sagittarius North Node. I'm meant to travel. Like it's something I just feel in my heart that I need to do. And one of the things that was holding me back was also this fear of letting go of my old life, letting go of mm-hmm. being in one spot. And, you know, most people in my life aren't really traveling for a living. I see people all over social media doing it, but no one in my circle of friends or in my immediate reality are traveling full time or doing that. They all have houses. They're all at a job and an office and doing those things, which is totally fine. Everyone's on their own journey. But because that's all I saw, it impacted me and how I felt, how I could move forward. I was like, well, no one else is doing it. So maybe I shouldn't. And I had this fear about letting go of the life that I've been living. And I recently just booked a trip to England for next month, but I'm going alone and I'll be working while I'm there. And I was just like, I've had this fear of taking that plunge into the unknown of traveling alone and doing these things because I was so scared of letting go of my old life thinking, all right, well, if I start traveling, maybe I'll never come home. And that's a scary thought, but ultimately I'll never know if I don't try and I'm tired of this reality I'd really like to step into a different one (laughs) so yeah (laughs) no I love that I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to see like all of your videos and everything when you're there I I saw that you posted that on Instagram I was like oh my god that's amazing so yeah I think that's huge but yeah we're scared to leave behind our old life we're scared because it brings change right even if the change is good for us even if we've been living our life in fear and we've been miserable We get so used to and accustomed and comfortable, like you were saying, that comfort, right? That even if the change will bring that happiness and that fulfillment, it's still scary. It's scary to our body. It's scary to our nervous system. So yeah, that's huge. 
I know it is. It's this fear of change. Like that's what we're all scared of at the end of the day. But change is the most consistent thing in this life. Like nothing's Mm -hmm. ever remaining the same. So I feel like the sooner that we can let go and trust and surrender and accept that change is just constantly occurring, it it opens us up for so much more because we're not just clinging on to what we know for dear life, but rather we're, you know, opening ourselves up to new potentials, new opportunities, new realities that are actually in alignment with what we want out of this life. And yeah, something you were saying too reminded me of this. I think another reason, this is just a theory that I have, but I think another reason we're so scared to go after that thing that we deeply desire, like for you to go travel, just that it it seems so small, but it's so profound. Like it could change your life. You could maybe not want to come home, right? I think another reason why we're scared of that change potentially is because when you think about your desires, like this is just my theory, my take on it. I truly believe that we desire what we desire because that's like our destiny. And there's this future version of us, right? When we think about time, right? Time is truly like not in this linear way that we perceive Mm -hmm. it, but just existing as all ages, as all time at once on top of each other. There is this part of you that's being pulled because you feel that from your future self to go travel, right? But it can be scary because a part of you knows that, okay, these fears around it, maybe they are true. Maybe, maybe I will fall in love with this and I will only come home like a month or a few months a year. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's scary to step into that just because we, I think we all have this deeper knowing just being connected to that future self of what that story is actually going to look like. So yeah. Anyway, hope that made sense. (laughs) No, no, it does. I, I, I think ultimately all the growth that we want in life to happen we all we're on this planet to evolve we're on this planet to grow but growth never happens in our comfort zone as much as Mm -hmm. we would love it to i'd love (laughs) to just like sit here for the rest of my life and grow but like that's not how it works you know you have to take those baby steps into the unknown and keep taking those little aligned actions towards the things that you want in life because when you keep making those conscious efforts to step into the unknown that's what's going to help you overcome those fears because you're facing them. You're facing the unknown and you're giving yourself an opportunity to expand your horizons and learn something new and face your fears and just step into a new reality that makes you feel better about yourself, you know? I mean, I look at all of these people that I so admire like you and so many other creators on TikTok and Instagram who talk about these things and it's so amazing when people kind of share their stories about like who they used to be and who they are now. And ultimately, none of us got to where we are now if we didn't keep taking those aligned actions. For me, it's with this podcast too. I was terrified of starting this. I was so scared of using my voice and sounding like an idiot or failing or whatever it may be. But here I am. I'm like, I'm still doing it anyway. You've got to face that fear and just hope for the best. (laughs) Right. Our success is like so scary. (laughs) I know. Um, I would love for you to just kind of, what are like three tips you'd share with Mm -hmm. anyone that's new to quantum manifestation or just like facing their fears and stepping into new realities? What are three tips that you share with your clients that you feel like are just good baseline tips for Mm -hmm. anyone to really start this journey? Yeah. So I feel like number one 
you don't have to have it all figured out. I feel like I get a lot of people, even just like people like in my comments and things like that, who will share like, okay, but I don't know what I want to do. Or people who will book sessions with me who they like, they're like, I don't know what to do or what the right thing is to do. And I know this may not fully be like what people are maybe expecting me to give as like a tip, but you don't need to have it all figured out. Just pick what feels right following that internal guidance system, your intuition, choose one thing and odds are by going after that one thing, you're going to find yourself eventually at that thing that feels truly right for you. Like we're, we're growing, evolving and changing human beings. And so I don't think we're truly meant to do one thing for the rest of our life. So I feel like just so many people have this issue around like, well, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know how I would get started. Like just get started. Like there's never going to be a perfect right answer. There's never a wrong answer. Just pick the answer and go after it. And eventually that will lead you to where you want to go. And then, you know, second, I would say even just going back to kind of what we were talking about around like choosing yourself, right? Like thinking of what it is that is that life that you truly desire. And then slowly chipping away at it, chipping away at your current life, seeing what can I change? How can I hold myself more accountable? Because if you think about it, if you say we even started small, right? At the end of, say you wanted to make a goal to have this quantum leap where by the end of this week, you have accomplished all of these things. You've gone to your 6 a.m. yoga class every morning, or I don't know, whatever it is for that person. Um, but you want to sort of like quantum leap and tap into that future version of you on Sunday or Saturday, who's done all of this play around with the idea of connecting with that energy of what it would feel like to have done all of that. And then almost seeing how much that opens you up to potential wise, right? Because we have this, we have almost an infinite number of possibilities available to us all the time, but how do we tap into that? Right. By showing up, just like we're talking about, by doing the thing, holding ourselves accountable, keeping the promises that you make to yourself. And then once you get there, right, just like you, right, you started your TikTok and your Instagram and you were scared to do the podcast, but then you did the podcast and now you're here and now you see so much more probably available to you. It's expanded your horizons. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. And then I guess the it third does. thing... <laughs> I know I tend to, I tend to like tangent a little bit. So <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Um, I love it though. Yes. <laughs> but I guess the third thing would just be like purely just in terms of like strategy or tool wise, start to meditate, start to visualize before you even wake up in the morning, before you even get out of bed, sit there and start to think of what is this life that I desire? Because our brainwaves, as soon as we get into that deeper brainwave state of consciousness, like alpha or theta, like when we sleep, we're, we're bouncing out of theta and delta and we're in those deeper brainwave states. But as soon as we wake up, we're still very close to theta, which is essentially hypnosis, where we're locked into our subconscious mind. We're more um, suggestible. So if you can wake up before you even get out of bed, if you can remember to just close your eyes again, 
run through a day in the life or think about or tap into the emotions of what it would be like to be this version of you, to show up as that version of you, to have those desires already a part of your life, and then to start your day off from there, that's already going to, I mean, there's so much I could dive into here, but we don't have time for it. But like, just in terms of reprogramming over time, your brain's literally absorbing that as a new memory. And so you're starting to, as you're in your waking life, when you go to make decisions and you go to show up and take different actions, you're going to pull on that memory, even though it's not a real memory, right? And your brain will pull on that and say, huh, I've done this before right? I can do it again. And so little by little, you start to create this new life and then you look back and whoa, your life's completely different. So yeah, (laughs) kind of cool. Yeah. No, repetition is key. You know, waking up every day and visualizing and just getting that into your mind and then have it seep into your subconscious mind over and over again. So that that's a place where you're operating from rather than, you know, that old version of you that's keeping you where you are. So I love all Mm -hmm. of that. I think that's super helpful. And just touching up one last thing I'd love that you talked about that there's no like right or wrong action. There's no right or wrong. You just need to take the action because ultimately it's better to take an action than no action at all. It's better to take the wrong action than take no action at all. So I love that you said that because I think that is a major fear for some people of thinking that they're going to take the wrong step and go in the wrong direction. But again, if you have that faith, it's all going to unfold as it needs to and it's going to bring you to where you need to go. And Ultimately, if you don't take the action, you're still just going to remain exactly where you are. So it's better to try than, you know, not try at all. So I love everything that you just said. You just, you're so wise and insightful. <laughs> I can see you why so well. many people want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> you as well. I think this has been awesome. We had such good conversations and yeah, I mean, I'm excited to listen to the episode and hopefully be on again. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just before you go, I love to ask people just three rapid fire questions. They're easy. But the first question is, what has been your favorite age so far in life? And a brief explanation as to why. Okay, I'm 27. I I turned 27 in October of last year. So I would say 27, because it is truly the year that I like changed my whole life. I mean, even kind of before I turned 27, but truly it's been this massive learning curve. And like my life has gone from corporate America me and living a double life me to now pursuing my passion. People looking at me, people from my corporate job thinking I'm crazy. And (laughs) I just think it's so, so amazing the growth that happens when you just step into being you and you say, you know, I, I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And I'm so happy and I'm so proud of you for taking that leap because it's it's scary, but it's admirable that you, you tried. Uh, the mm-hmm. next question is, what is one thing that you were so scared of doing, but you did it anyway? And looking back, you're just so glad that you did it. Oh my God. Um, definitely talking in videos, which is so funny because I rarely even post any videos where I'm not talking anymore. Your whole feed is you talking. Yes. I used to only show videos of me like pointing to text because I was so scared. Like I've just, I don't know what it is. Like obviously like self-consciousness on some level. Right. But I was so scared to 
put myself out there in that way. Like I used to post, like I used to be very, very, I mean, I still am very, very into like health and wellness. So I would like share things just on my like regular, like Instagram, just to like my friends and stuff, people who follow me, but I would never get on my stories. I would never talk like, because I was just so like scared of judgment. And it's so funny. I'm so glad that I just started doing that on my TikTok and look where we are now. Now it's like, I can get in front of a camera and it's just like easy for me, which is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. And you show up on lives like every day too. So yeah, <laughs> you're, just, you're really doing it. I think that's so funny that you said that because your whole feed is you talking, <laughs> which I love, but it goes to show that we're all scared. Like we're all scared, but we're just facing our fears and doing it anyway. Right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and <laughs> the last question is, what is your favorite practice for self-care? Mm, taking a bath. Anyone in my life that knows me personally knows this. Like my bath time is like sacred. Like I take one almost every day, every single night. I cannot go to sleep unless I have taken a bath. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Did you add like Epsom salt or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Epsom salts. I love bubble bath. I love the store Lush. They make like bubble bars and stuff like that, but they're... I you know, those things like go bad and expire eventually. So I don't really have many of them on hand. Um, but lighting a candle, like listening to some high vibrational frequency music. Oh, that is just my jam. <laughs> I love that. And also, I feel like you talk a lot on your page about quantum jumping when you're in the shower. So I don't know if you do that, like <laughs> when you're in the bath too. I'm sure it's kind of yes. the same. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that for you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well this has been so awesome thank you so much for coming on and just like having this conversation with me I learned so much just talking to you and I learned so much from all of your videos too so just thank you again for coming on for anyone who's interested in working with Abby I will have all of her information in the show notes so please be sure to check that out her content is amazing you can find her on TikTok and Instagram thank you so much for coming on this has been amazing yeah thank you so much much for having me so much fun yeah we'll have to do it again but again thank you so so much I'm sure everyone will love this because it was so informative and just fun to talk about something so complex and intricate but amazing at the same time yeah absolutely no this has been a blast so thanks for having me again and we'll do it again sometime yes thank you Abby I'll talk to you soon and of course a very big thank you to you my audience thank you for tuning in to this episode today and for learning and growing along with me and Abby again please be sure to check out her website and socials in the show notes and if you feel called to work with Abby, trust that inclination. Follow that gut feeling because it's trying to lead you somewhere so much greater and somewhere where you will fully recognize and tap into your full potential. So please be sure to check out all of her information, which I will have linked in the show notes. Please be sure to also like, rate, share, or subscribe to this podcast. And again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you all soon.